Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I spy with my little eye something strong and brave. Me. Yes, that's right. Okay, so here is a brand new Hot Marriage Cool Parents episode, which is exciting. Do you know why, Jane? Why? Because we finally have the podcast equipment in our bedroom and our kid out. <laughs> That's he true. He is finally in his other room. He's a year old officially and we He graduated. Still, yeah, we haven't slept trained and it feels weird. He's been in our room for the first year. Our pediatrician told me they could be in our room for two years and I was like, well, Man. is one okay? Because <laughs> two years. Is we would the, never have another kid. I like him obviously in our room for the first year, but we never even said welcome. So welcome to Hot Marriage Cool Parents, guys. Yes. Thank you for joining us. In today's episode, we have Lavinia. Jane. Yeah, Lavinia Brown. And she's pretty spectacular. So essentially, this is how Lavinia came about. And I'm so honest with like our guests. So she had actually emailed me asking if she would be a good fit for this podcast. And I think it was more like her PR team had emailed me. And this woman, Lavinia Brown, she's all about helping you heal your inner child. And this email came into my inbox like right after I had the kind of like wild interview that we had, Doug, with Dr. Gertrude. Yeah. Lines, which got a lot of press, actually. It did? Yeah. People.com and Us Weekly, yeah. Wow. So Lavinia's team had emailed me saying that her specialty is all about helping you heal your inner child. And it literally came right after I had this, you know, very vulnerable breakdown the last two weeks with Dr. Gertrude. And so I like reached out to Diana, who is our podcast manager at this point. She's Guru. Like, yeah. She used to just edit and now she's taken over and she's like kind of helping us manage so many things about the podcast. Like there's a lot behind the scenes that you may not realize, like, you know, arranging guests and making sure that they're aware of how to record and that they know who we are and, and scheduling. Like and Yeah. There's a everything. lot behind the scenes and we couldn't do it without Diana. So shout out to her. She used to just edit and then she was so spectacular at that. I was like, well, would you want to help us manage this? Because I just have like no time. And so yeah. usually I would just do it myself, but we have upgraded and Diana has helped us. And so anyways, I immediately sent the email over to Diana and I was like, can you please get this girl on the podcast? Because I feel like I really, truly need to talk to her because I think that like maybe the issues that Doug and I have, and also it's not even, I just think that we have a couples therapist and the couples therapist our next time that we're doing therapy together is just with me because maybe some of the issues that we have in our relationship stem from my childhood. And, you know, I think that everybody has, I don't know, I'm still figuring this out. So clearly I don't have the answer and I'm not sure, but I was like, wow, if our couples therapist thinks that maybe some of my insecurities and my feelings of overwhelm or maybe not being good enough or whatever the case is, if she thinks it stems from my childhood and then this woman, Lavinia Brown, 
she specializes in kind of like nurturing and caring for your child, like the child you. inner child, yeah. Yeah, I was like, gosh, maybe this could really help me. And so I really went into this interview. It's not someone who, and typically you guys know (laughs) the guests that I bring on are typically people that I love and follow on Instagram or I discovered on Instagram. But this one here, Lavinia Brown, was definitely like a cold outreach. I've never really heard of her before. But I did, of course, research her prior to having her on. And she seems pretty prominent in the UK. And she's been all over the map. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. Like To me, it seemed like a sign. I'm going through this very vulnerable, like difficult time. And then in my inbox is how to heal your inner child. And that came right after our couples therapist said, well, hey, listen, Jamie, it sounds like you have some deeper issues that come from your childhood and not Mm -hmm. so much with your current life now. And I was like, wow. So that being said, according to Lavinia, everybody has, you know, a difficult part of their childhood. And it's not because they had bad parents or anything like that, or maybe it is, but everybody has something from their childhood that needs you know, healing and nurturing. And so if you feel like you have anything like that, you're going to love this interview. Doug wasn't here with me when I took the interview with Lavinia, but there is a lot covered. And to be honest, well, I'll give you my thoughts after the interview is done, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. And I think that you'll understand what I'm saying after you listen to it, but I'll continue those thoughts after you hear it. I want you to be able to listen to the interview completely unbiased, you know? Um, And that being said, it's my birthday, mom. Yeah, it is. Well, before we get to your birthday, I want to give a quick shout out to Melanie Duran, who's our five-star review for this week. She says, love them. I just love listening to Doug and Jamie. I have been married for 15 years and with my hubby for 23, and we still face the same issues. Oh, Melanie, thank you. We are in love, but married and parenting is hard. I love Mm -hmm. how transparent you all are and also how hard you fight for your marriage. You make me feel like our issues are normal. Well, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And like you are just friends, I'm hanging out with relaxing too. Also, my three-year-old daughter watches your YouTube channel. That's the sweetest. Thank that you is, so much. That is so sweet, especially that your three-year-old daughter so watches <laughs> Doug and Henley's YouTube channel. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, honestly, reviews like that always make me feel more normal because I'm like, if I make you feel normal and you make me feel normal, like, group hug. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you. You mean we're not special? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I don't want to be special. I would no. much rather be... I like, like hearing that. Yeah. I like hearing like we're not the only ones going through this. Oh, gosh. I knew that I kind of couldn't imagine that we were. And I almost didn't share about it on my Instagram page because I kind of just wanted to like let, let it that, go. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to like let it just go. But then I didn't want anyone on my Instagram page to think that I was being disingenuous by only sharing it, you know, for the podcast and yeah. not marriage cool parents. And we I didn't pro- anticipate that. Again, no, not at all. Mm-mm. And I didn't even really want to share it. But I don't know. I just reminded myself that, you know, I've never been fake. I've never pretended to be something I'm not. And honestly, I have been going through a real hard time. I think we all have, right? It's a freaking pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, the seven-year itch thing, not for nothing. I, I really think it's real. And maybe it's just in my head. I don't know. That is just coincidence. I don't know. But anyways, I'm really excited because it's my birthday week. Yeah. 
So I have a really fun trip planned. So first of all, Diana, which fun fact about her, as you know now, she's our podcast manager. She was just the editor, but now she edits and manages and all the things. I've never met her. So this girl reached out to me probably about seven years. No, no, no. I would say six years ago because we've been married for seven years. It was a long time ago. It was six years ago. She reached out to me about my jewelry line. And for those of you who've been with us for a while, then you remember my jewelry line, (laughs) which I love. It just was a lot of effort and work. But anyways, I still have pieces too, by the way, but they're literally only for people who know about it. They're on my website and I don't advertise it. I don't publicize it because I'll never be making these pieces again. But we still have them. Yeah, but I have some, you know, if someone buys them, then I'll ship them off to them. But uh, I do not advertise it at all because (laughs) it's a lot of work, like a lot more work than I ever back and forth. But anyways, six years ago when I first started my jewelry line, she had reached out to me and there was this teenage couple and one of them was going through cancer and she just asked if I would be willing to send them a piece of my jewelry because the one was in the hospital. And I don't remember the whole story. I feel like Diana probably would remember it better than I would. But I was just so kind of like touched by the simple fact that she even asked me that. Anyway, so Diana, I don't know. She just like stood out to me. And then she goes, oh, you know, well, if you'd like some help with blogging and maybe some of the jewelry, I would love to help you. You know, I have time and I could help. And, you know, she was a Fran. So I was like a little skeptical and wasn't quite sure, but she was offering to help and I definitely needed it. And so I took her up on it. And then after a while, you know, honestly, I wasn't paying her and it felt so wrong. Like it just... I'm the kind of person I feel like everybody who works deserves some sort of compensation. And I had nothing, like I had nothing to give her. Like I didn't have money at the time and I just felt like I had nothing to give her. And I felt so guilty for her offering like so much help and not, not asking for anything in return. And so anyways, I like, didn't let her go, but just kind of stopped asking for her help. And so when we started the podcast, I knew she was very tech savvy because that's how she helped me. And so I reached out to her and I offered her a position to help me edit the podcast. And it was going to be a paid position because we have ads on the podcast. Right. So I could afford to pay her. And, you know, she did a phenomenal job. She literally is self-taught. She taught herself the whole thing. And we ended up going our separate ways, mostly so that I could figure out how, I think that any person who wants to be in business owner or start a business venture, like you really got to know the ins and outs thoroughly before you hire help. Like you got to understand it yourself. And so I wanted to go through and like learn it all myself. And we did that for a little while. And then we brought Diana back because I was (laughs) like, girlfriend is... I think it was after two weeks. It was so funny too because we were like, we felt bad letting her go because she was doing a great job. Yeah, she was doing a great job. But, you know, we tried to take it on ourselves and I remember going through the podcast edits and all of a sudden, I think it was like two weeks where it was like, um, Diana, we recorded late and we kind of need this by the next day or something. And she was yeah. just like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, she is literally the best. But anyways, this is a very long story yeah. about behind the scenes of Hot Marriage Cool Parents and I wasn't <laughs> even planning on going there. But the whole idea is that I have never met this woman in person. We have been working together now on and off for six full years and I have never met her in person. And for my birthday, I plan on hanging out with some girls, uh, like some girlfriends, and it's my 35th birthday. So it's a big birthday to me. And like some of the new wives from this season of Married at First Sight will be coming and Diana's coming. So I'm going to meet her <laughs> for the very first time, which is so exciting to me. And then, you know, just some other girlfriends are coming as well. But we're and now all- I'm going to be having a kegger at the house with yeah. Henley and Hendricks. An apple juice kegger, Douglas. Yeah. You know, I can't think. And warm milk. Yeah. I feel so lucky to have a husband who's like, yeah, go have, you know, fun with your friends. Yeah. But I really haven't had like a vacation or a break and I haven't seen my friends and I'm sure 
sure I'm not the only one. We have all been living in a pandemic, but I was like, you know what? It's my 35th birthday and I want to just spend the weekend with some people that I love. And I happened to hit it off with this season's Married at First Sight Wives. So they're all just, they're really genuinely so cool. Is that from doing Unfiltered? Yeah. And I just happened to see Haley actually. She was in Sarasota and I was like, oh, if you want to come, come, you know, (laughs) to my birthday. And then I was like, well, it's really rude if I don't invite the others. And so I invited the others and I was like, geez, now I feel rude that I can't invite, but like I'm like, every single life I can't invite anymore. <laughs> like I got this Airbnb in Miami and I'm like, yeah. I can't invite any more of the wives. So it's kind of awkward and strange, but I also invited Mika from past seasons just because I knew she was going to be in Fort Lauderdale, which is very close to Miami. Long story short, there's going to be a, it's like a hodgepodge of a bunch of women. It's going to be literally like, I don't know. It's going to be so fun. fun. Yeah. There's like going to be 10 to 12 of us in this Airbnb in Miami, just, you know, having Strippers a good time. Strippers and everything. No strippers. I could care less about that. I don't even want to go clubbing. That's not my thing. <laughs> I'm like, if we could just stay inside and play board games, Cards. that's what I'm talking about. And that's what we're going to do. So anyways, I'm <laughs> pumped for my birthday coming up. I mean, I'm going to have two nights with no kids waking me up. I love you, Douglas. Thanks for taking I over. I love you. Anytime. <laughs> that's like the only birthday gift I wanted was just watch the kids so I can go and just really, truly like veg out and meet Diana after, yeah. you know, six years working together and I've never met her in person. Well, you deserve it. You don't do enough things for yourself. You deserve to treat yourself and uh, you should more. You know, I know the inner childhood in you prevents you from splurging on yourself and you really have earned it. And I would never tell you no to anything. Well, I love you. Thank you. And likewise, though, when we went back home, you guys know we were just in New Jersey and your dad wanted to go golfing with you, right, Doug? I didn't say one thing. I was like, go ahead, go. Have fun. You know, I'll have the kids all day. And I didn't complain once. Like one hand washes the other. And I feel like we're pretty good with that, you know, for the most part. But anyways, now that I've rambled on. those two kids in the morning are, they're fun. Yeah. Well, you're just not a morning person. That's why. No, but we make it work. Yeah. But now that I've rambled on, I wanted to give a shout out to Anna Luisa Jewelry before we bring on Lavinia because this jewelry, it's seriously so beautiful. You know, and everybody knows by now that we are huge fans of companies that make sustainable products. And Anna Luisa Jewelry starts with recycled materials whenever possible. They make small, limited batches that are kind to the earth. We love that. Yeah, it's so special to me because I know that it's not like overproduced. It's not just like a mass production. These are small batches that are created with care. And I just absolutely love that. And seriously, these necklaces have exceptional quality. I mean, I have this necklace. It's a layered necklace. Like there's three of them in one and they don't bunch or tangle, which is amazing because I can never seem to like layer my necklaces without them like kinking up. But I also got like these really, really cute little huggy earrings and they're so affordable too. Yeah. I mean, the jewelry starts at just $39 and they have new jewelry collections that are released every Friday, which is insane. They even offer a 365-day warranty, which is amazing. Yeah. So honestly, I truly highly recommend checking out. It's analuisa.com slash hot marriage. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com slash hot marriage. And you'll be able to get 10% off all of the products. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com backslash hot marriage, where you get 10% off all products. And I think I'm probably going to get one for my mother. 
Yeah, that would be such a good gift for your mom. I mean, and it's very affordable. She needs um, something durable. I mean, it looks like it's fine jewelry, but it's at the prices of like costume jewelry. It's really, really nice. Definitely check out analuisa.com backslash hot marriage. Get 10% off all products on their website. Yep. So just treat yourself or your loved one today. It's analuisa.com. Use the code hot marriage and you'll get 10% off. And not for nothing, but when I mean, we're talking about treating yourself, mm. and I am such a big fan of treating your skin. I try Girl, so. You are speaking to me. <laughs> no, but I just try. I did not take good care of my skin when I was younger. So now, if I can find, you know, any of the good lotions and potions, then I am <laughs> all about it. And you know, Jamie puts her name on all the products in her bathroom. No, I don't. That's just with my <laughs> hair shampoo. But when it comes to treating fine lines, dark spots, and other signs of aging your unique skin deserves obviously unique care. So for me, like I said, I went tanning when I was younger. I did not take care of my skin. So I definitely have, you know, sunspots and aging spots and all the things. And nothing beats the power of a customized prescription formula. And that is the cure of agency. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're a future defining skincare brand. They believe that you deserve customized products for your dynamic and ever evolving skin. So starting off with agency is super easy. You just upload photos of your skin and tell agency a little bit about yourself. Yeah, it's really great. So they take your actual skin and they take your story about yourself and then they customize this prescription formula. And that's why why I really enjoy using this brand agency. I have super dry skin. So I love knowing that not only, you know, does this formula help with getting rid of those dark spots, but it also helps me moisturize my skin and help, you know, combat those fine lines as best as I can anyways. And not a lot of skincare companies can say this, but after you send out all your information, agency will match you with a licensed dermatology provider who will create a custom formula with research-backed ingredients, and it's just for you and your skin. I mean, the only thing I'm hoping for is I just want to age gracefully and take good care of my skin. And, you know, this is our one body, and I just want to take good care of it. So if you're someone also who just wants to take really good care of your skin, but you kind of prefer like a more of a personalized approach, I got to tell you to check out Agency Truly. So it's the personalized anti-aging skincare that evolves with you. You just go to withagency.com slash hotmarriage for a free 30-day trial and you just pay the $4.95 for shipping and handling. That's withagency, W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com backslash hotmarriage to unlock your free 30-day trial. Yeah, so you just go to withagency.com. You'll get to all the details there. And of course, it's subject to consultation. And last but not least. Oh, and this is I don't know, one of my favorites. We love Canva Pro. I mean, we were legitimately beginners using Google Docs and Microsoft Word yeah. to, to actually create images and signs and everything else. And it was just... It takes such a long time to try to create cute little like, you know, on my Instagram page, Hot Marriage Cool Parents, how I have like the cute little quotes that I put up every day. Well, I literally couldn't do it without Canva. Like, I mean, even with your Become Body Positive, yep. we lived in Canva. Yeah. And before Canva, it would take, God, ages. But the great thing about Canva is that it's a super easy to use. It's a design platform that has literally everything you need to design like a pro, even though you literally have no idea what you're doing. So whether you're a professional designer or you're just getting started, Canva Pro can actually help boost you and your team's productivity and creativity. It's a quick and easy and honestly, it's a very affordable way to like 
you know, make cute quotes or make your picture stand out a little bit more. I yeah, mean, no matter what you're creating and sharing, Canva Pro has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, graphics. Plus, Canva Pro comes with time-saving tools that simplify and speed up the creative process. I mean, there is no job too small for them. And this could change anyone's marketing, anyone's brand. Yeah. I mean, no job is too small for Canva. Yeah, no. If you're someone who just, I mean, even if you aren't in business and you just want a cute, you know, cohesive Instagram page, you will absolutely love Canva. So you can get all of this and more in just one Canva Pro subscription. My favorite part of this is you can easily search for images and little gifts that you can add into a slide. I mean, you can make a presentation look extremely professional and have very limited skills like I do. I don't want to sell myself short, but there really is no idea too big or too small for Canva Pro. And anyone, as students, marketing teams, nonprofit, entrepreneurs, crafty moms, the list goes on. And I mean, it's really, really fun and so easy to design just things. So Yeah. So make your Instagram look super profesh and design like a pro with Canva Pro. So right now you can actually get a free 45-day extended trial when you go to canva.me slash hot marriage. So to get your free 45-day extended trial, go to C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash hot marriage. Canva.me slash hot marriage. All right, let's bring Lavinia on. I am so excited because, as you know, from the last two weeks, I have been, you know, just trying to, I guess, help myself, help my family and fill my own cup up and figure myself out so that I can be the best wife and the best mother and all the things. And I'm so excited to have our guest here. Her name's Lavinia Brown, and she is someone who helps mother heal the patterns that are keeping them stuck and she is ambitious. She's a multitasking psychodynamic coach. She supports other women to find commitment and courage to parent their inner child and claim their adult voice. She's also a mama to three who has both loved and hated motherhood, haven't we all at some, at some point? Uh, she's had to confront her own childhood trauma. Besides being super helpful to those that she's coaching, she's also quite the adventurer. She's a European mongrel, part French, Spanish, Austro-Hungarian, Scottish, and English. And her wanderlust has taken her to live and work in some of the most beautiful and cosmopolitan hubs in the world, like Hong Kong, Paris, Bali, I mean, London, Barcelona, all over. Wow. <laughs> you have lived quite the life and you're so inspiring. And honestly, the biggest thing that I really like when I researched you and just, you know, would you be a great fit for the podcast and all? I, the minute I learned that you're someone who helps people heal their inner child. I was like, oh my gosh, I think I need her in my life <laughs> because I think that we all have something in our childhood, some sort of childhood trauma. And I guess if, you, if you're listening and you don't, go hug your parents <laughs> because like that's incredible. But I feel like most of us have something. And so I would love, love, love to talk so much more about healing your inner child. So Lavinia, thank you so much for being here. My absolute pleasure. So yeah, um, I wanted to, honestly, as I was saying to you before we started this, I want to just jump right into it. I'm excited to chat about all the things with you. I'm curious, you know, a little bit about maybe you have some of your own childhood trauma or what caused you to even learn about how to heal your inner childhood trauma and how do you know that what you're offering is actually helpful? 
Well, let me take that question backwards. How do I know that my offering is helpful because it's what I did myself? I never offer to any clients what I haven't done myself because then I understand it. And one of the biggest feedbacks that I get is, wow, you really get it. And I get it because I was them. I was depressed, angry, almost suicidal, like you said, hating motherhood, of course, loving my children, but honestly thinking that my kids could be better off without me because I felt so broken and such a bad influence. So like many of us, I didn't realize that I'd had a traumatic, inverted commas, childhood until I became a mom, really. You know, I had plenty of issues, as it were. I had an eating disorder that started when I was 16. That carried on until I was about 32, until I met my partner, actually. I was quick to fly off the handle. I relied on alcohol probably too much to relax. So I knew I had all of these coping mechanisms, but I never joined the dots and realized that all of these patterns that were manifesting in my life were different ways of coping with deep, deep anxiety and anger towards my parents and the way that they brought me up and the way in which they weren't there for me in the way that I needed. And that's what's really important to kind of underline. It's not that your parents were necessarily horrendous, Mm -hmm. but it's that they weren't there for you in the way that you needed it Mm -hmm. for as long as you needed it. And you're absolutely right. We are all on that spectrum, all of us, from abusive at one end down to being ignored. But, you know, being ignored sounds nothing compared to someone that was physically abused. But psychologically speaking, being ignored or not being seen for who you are every single day from the day that you're born, that's chronic trauma. Mm -hmm. And it's a really bad thing to even go into comparing traumas. But basically, we're all on there because we can't help inherit unconscious patterns and wounds from our parents, whether they wanted to pass them on, whether they were doing it consciously or not. So we're all on this spectrum. And to answer your question, it was only when I became a mum and I first saw, I've got three kids, how I was parenting my first, really, to be honest, badly, now that I look back on it, that I realized that I was doing this unconsciously and then seeing my parents and how they interacted with her and thinking, oh my God, this must be how I was parented and I don't like it. And that's when I started my journey into this level of healing. Can you give some examples of what you're talking about? Because it sounds like maybe on the outside, it's a normal childhood and everything seems great. And I'm sure your parents tried their, I mean, actually, I'd love for you to speak on that because it sounds like maybe from the outside, you know, you're probably like, oh, I should be fine. I should feel fine because my life is fine. But then on the inside, it's, you know, a little different. So could you maybe give an example of that? Because I'm curious if anyone listening kind of relates to that. You know, one thing that you said, I really uh, gravitated towards was you said, they didn't care for me the way that I needed to be cared for. And so like, what's a good example of kind of recognizing that, I guess, in yourself, but maybe even, and I don't know if this is like a two part thing, but like, maybe even as you parent your kid, you know, because that's like, I have two things here, like obviously myself, and I know that I definitely have an inner child in me that needs to like be healed so that I can be better for my children and for myself and for my husband and the world at large. But also like, I don't want to cause those types of struggles with my own children. Like that's my biggest fear. Like I don't want 
ah, that's like such pressure, right? But I just, I want to make sure I'm parenting and loving and nurturing and also disciplining, you know, like kids need discipline as well and structure. I want to make sure, and I'm not silly, of course, I'm going to make a mistake, but I would love to know that I'm doing, you know, the best that I can possibly do for my children. So that is a loaded question. Uh, Feel free to dig in how you want. (laughs) No, it's a really good question. And a lot of moms ask me this. So I think we have to start by saying you are going to pass stuff on to your kids. You just are. And we're all on a you know learning journey towards becoming more authentic, more compassionate, more present. We weren't that at the beginning. That's one of the things that our children help us to do. Like how present, compassionate and patient were you before you had kids? Like I'd still be cruising along my own selfish little life if I didn't have kids. They are the catalyst to helping us to like change. Otherwise, even with a boyfriend... You, you can just be like, yeah, this is too hard. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Kids are practically the only thing where you're like, oh, I want to leave, but I can't. I just have to face this wound. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we are going to pass stuff on. That is guaranteed. And that's part of their healing journey, you know. It doesn't exist to have two perfect parents. It just doesn't exist. And it would be doing them a disservice if they didn't have to go on some form of healing journey. Mm-hmm. That said, it's my belief that it's our duty to get rid of all the stuff that's been passed to us. So, yes, we're going to pass on our own stuff, but it's our duty to clear the stuff that isn't even ours mm-hmm. to pass on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the stuff that we were passed by our parents, our grandparents, our great grandparents. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I feel the buck stops with us. How do we clear? that baggage that's what we do through healing the inner child and looking at our triggers so a lot of mums say to me but how can I heal if I can't remember anything I don't have any memories I can barely remember my childhood so I always say that's fine what we do I mean everyone remembers something you're going to have a handful of memories so those are what we work with and you're going to have the triggers in your everyday life that make you feel disproportionately strongly to what your child or your partner has done. For example, if you feel you see absolute red when your children start fighting. So yeah, of course, it's annoying when your children fight. Of course, it's annoying when your children don't finish their food. Of course, it's annoying when your partner doesn't pick up his dirty laundry for the sixth time and he's not listening to you. These are all annoying things objectively. But when you go into like a rage and you see red and you feel really out of control and it feels horrible, then that's taking you back to a childhood wound. So basically, what I liken it to always is you're having a tantrum. (laughs) That's why it feels so uncomfortable. It's like your kid. You are being taken back to a really young part of you, and you're reacting from that place. So that trigger, that is what we would work with, because it's kind of a memory. It's not a memory that you've got in your head, but that trigger in your everyday life is taking you back to an earlier wound that needs healing, because if it was healed, you wouldn't have that reaction. So to give you an example, I used to not be able to bear people being late. I used to hate people being late for me. And I also used to hate what I felt was people disrespecting me. Mm-hmm. So like you know, you're in a call center or you're in a shop and someone's rude. It mm-hmm. used to just make me so mad, but disproportionately mad. I'd start like feeling it in my body. That's always the clue. You feel it in your body. You can feel the heat rise. You start your heartbeat, start racing. That's not a normal 
everyday reaction. That's taking you back to a childhood wound. So we always go, okay, it doesn't matter what the trigger was. It doesn't matter that she said this, he said this, they did this. How does it make you feel? What is the feeling that what they've done is eliciting? What feeling does that remind you of when you were really, really young? So for me, again, to follow that example up, people disrespecting me, it was like I didn't exist. It was like I was invisible. It's like, can't you hear what I'm saying? Why aren't you listening to me? I've not said that. You're not listening. And that was the same feeling that I used to have as a child. Because to go back to your earlier question, give an example of what your parents might do. My parents didn't see me for who I was. I had to be this perfect, polite, rising to the occasion, neat, tidy, well-behaved, good at school, little girl. That's how I got my praise. But other than that, I didn't exist. So it's not abuse. No, I always had food on the table. I had a roof over my head. I had nice clothes. But the frustration between knowing that I had to put this mask on to be seen and the real me. So I counted for what I did, not who I was. And obviously, I didn't realize that at the time. We can't. We're children. But I realized that when I became a mom. That's so interesting. And I feel like it is so relatable because I feel like that's the thing is that every mom wants good children. And I quote good because we say good kids are ones that aren't crying and they sleep through the night and they eat all their peas. And it's like, well, that is not just a good kid. That is a well-trained kid and someone who listens very well to you. But that doesn't mean that they're necessarily, I mean, they are good. Don't don't get me wrong. But a kid who's not going to eat all their peas or that wakes up in the middle of the night and wants to come cuddle with you, that doesn't make them a bad kid, you know? So I totally hear what you're saying without a doubt. And I think that that goes to show that like, yes, indeed, maybe every single person has some inner child that needs to be, you know, healed or comforted or, and so what that being said, like, I've already learned how you find the trigger or like how you know what your trigger is when you get that feeling. And if anyone listening, you'll know, you just know after hearing that you're like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. And this must be my trigger because this is what causes it for me. So I recognize that if you know what the problem is, when you feel that feeling of complete debilitation almost, because you're so like your body is just taken over with like feelings, whether it's anger or sadness or whatever. So then what do you do? At the top of our, you know, chat together, you were saying that you used to use like maybe alcohol to try to calm down. I'm super aware of the fact that my mom is a drug addict. I don't, I probably don't know that, but you know, she's a drug addict and I fully believe that she's just a drug addict because she's coping, you know, from her own problems, you know, like you were saying, I know she's had a very, very tough life as a child. And so I know now that I'm a mom, like, I feel like becoming a mom just really helps you, I don't know, learn more about yourself, but also learn more about your parents. And so for me, I have so much more empathy for my mom, but that being said, what do you do if you're trying to maybe not mask your symptoms with alcohol or, I mean, I don't know what else anybody else does, like food. What are your recommendations? So absolutely. It's painful to confront these feelings. So of course we either numb out with alcohol, sex, gambling, exercise. Some forms of coping are more socially acceptable than others, like exercise, for example. You mm-hmm. know, But if the reason you're doing it is to numb out, then you need to look at what you're trying to mask. So we either numb out or we try and fix ourselves or we be falsely positive. You know, oh, I mustn't think negative. I must be positive all the time. But that's not dealing with the feelings. So what do we do? I always see it as like a two-pronged approach. You need to go back and first of all, release 
the feelings that you couldn't release before. So children aren't psychologically developed enough to process really big feelings. They can't. They just, they, they can't. So they store them. And that's the healthy thing for them to do at the time. So they'll store them in their body. And it's like energy. Emotions are energy. They want to flow through us. And if we numb out, try and fix ourselves, push them down, it just keeps them stuck. So children have to do that. If you don't come back to them as an adult, though, and release them consciously, so when we're having like this tantrum that we just talked about, that is releasing them. That's why we feel better, you know, secretly when we scream at our children. Part of us is like, ah, oh, that felt good. <laughs> so part of us is like waiting for someone to do something wrong because then we can go ah, and like let them out. But that's not conscious and that's not fair. It's not fair on the kids. It's not fair on whoever you're letting off steam to. But it feels good because you're getting rid of a little bit of the backlog. So what you want to do is get rid of that backlog consciously. What does that mean? That means directing it where it's meant to be directed. And that's towards your parents. And mums find that really difficult sometimes because it means acknowledging that your parents weren't there in the way that you needed them. And there's such a big taboo around admitting that your mum wasn't perfect because we have this ridiculous archetype of the perfect mum, which serves no one. So, you know, you have to be able to go, right, I need to acknowledge that there were gaps in my childhood. That's the first step. My mum was not there for me in the way that I needed. That doesn't mean that there weren't happy times. If you had happy times, like you said, great, go and hug your mum. Not everyone did have happy times, but if you did, great. But you're going to put them all in a bag and you're going to put the bag to one side and you're going to focus on the negatives because the negatives is where the healing comes. It has to be. It's where there are gaps. So we have to focus on getting rid of the resentment, the hatred, the anger, the frustration, the disappointment, all the negative feelings, the grief towards our mom and our dad. That's what has to happen first. And when that happens, that allows space for joy to come back in. It allows space for spontaneity. It allows space for creativity. And it's amazing how differently people feel when they've got rid of what they've been carrying since they were a child. It's like this big bag. It's heavy. It's really heavy. So when you do that, not only do you stop being triggered because they're not there anymore to be poked at. It's like this box that every time you get a trigger, someone's like poking this box and a little bit leaks out. Mm -hmm. It's not there anymore to leak out and you feel so much better. But I also want to add, it doesn't mean you have to hate your mum. That's why people are scared of doing it. They're like, no, no, but what if I open this Pandora's box and then, you know, it will never end. It's like, no, the feelings that are in there are not endless. They're not limitless. You've got a box there. We're going to clear the box and you will clear the box. It doesn't mean it's easy. It's painful. It's difficult. It's messy. It doesn't feel good, but you will clear the box. When you come out the other end, I can't predict how you will feel, but usually our end goal, it's about acceptance. And that means, in my mind, a mature love or acceptance of someone. It means that you love your mom because she's still your mom. You're still a daughter. A part of you will always love her. It means that you might hate your mom a bit for what she did to you. It means that you might be disappointed with her for the choices that she made as a parent that you would have done differently. You might still feel resentful for the pain that she caused you and how that's affected you for the whole of your life. 
And you might feel compassion for her story, empathy for what she had to go through. All of these balls, it's like you have a basket full of balls, which may feel like sometimes they conflict, but that's mature acceptance of someone as a real person. That is your mom. And, you know, it means it's a whole messy basket of stuff, but that brings peace because you're seeing your mom for who she is, not for who you need her to be. Yeah, that's really profound. I'm curious, what is it that you do to try to start this process of healing the inner child? Like, what is the actual, like, actions that you take? So primarily, I'm a coach. So the way that I do it, I don't know about anyone else, but I can tell you how I do it, is that my clients set a goal with me. So they set two goals, actually. But their primary goal is usually something around self-acceptance, self-love, self-worth, self-identity, understanding who they are, owning their voice that kind of thing. And we work hard. Your first session is all about getting that goal because your psyche knows what it wants. Mm -hmm. Your soul knows what it wants. It wants wholeness. But getting that into words is actually really difficult. So that whole first session, we set that goal. What is it that your psyche is craving? That is then what carries us. So I kind of see it as like, that's your coat hanger or your flag in the sand. You've planted your flag in the sand. Then you know that you need to get there. And then Because you've set a goal that obviously you haven't set before, otherwise you'd be there, all your shit comes up. (laughs) Like it rises to the surface. And that's where we do the psychodynamic therapy, the inner child work, the inner voice dialogue to zap those obstacles out of the way. So that's how I do it. We set a goal. The stuff that's prevented you from getting there in the past, which is usually your childhood hangups self-limiting beliefs, they come up and we tackle them one at a time. Very, very interesting. This is also, I feel like it's so profound, but it's so necessary. And you're the first person that I've met who really focuses on, you know, the inner child and also focusing on the fact that it's really silly to say, I have the perfect mom because it sets the standard for women everywhere and no one ever going to be the perfect mom. And that's just so unfair to literally every mom everywhere. I think if my daughter was to say, Oh, you're the perfect mom, I would be like, Oh, crap, like, I can't mess up now. And of course, I'm going to mess up. And I think that maybe the better way to go around it is by recognizing you are going to mess up, letting your child know that I'm going to mess up and you're going to mess up in life. But how can we fix it kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, this all makes perfect sense to me. It's been such a pleasure to have you on. I didn't even look at any of my questions. <laughs> I just been chatting with you all the time. Um, so I'm just going to ask you something that we did prepare because I do like this question a lot. And it says, can you share some practical ways that we can reparent our inner child? Okay, well, stay tuned next week for part two and hear all the answers to different and practical ways we can reparent our inner child and more very exciting conversation happening. We are truly, truly humbled by the encouragement that you guys have given for the last podcast interview that we had with Dr. Gertrude and really do thank you from the bottom of our hearts and for loving us the way that you do. It does not go unnoticed for sure. And until next week, we love you guys. We're thankful for all of you. Stay up to date with everything Hot Marriage Cool Parents by going to our Instagram page or at Doug Hainer, at Jamie and Otis. And of course, this weekend, we want to honor and keep in our prayers all of those who have given their lives for freedom and celebrate Memorial Day. Be safe. Again, love you guys. Stay tuned next week for part two of the Lavinia interview and goodbye. See you next week.